Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do a couple of spoiler-free reviews for four different superhero films, uh, both in the Fox Marvel stuff and in the DCEU. But I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm good. How are you going today? I'm, I'm doing good, yeah. Uh, so we also just recorded a random Gaming Talk podcast and I recorded an unbelievable uh, Netflix review podcast. Look out for those today as well. But... We're here to talk about Aquaman, Shazam, um, X-Men Dark Phoenix, and X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, so you last night watched Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. Today I finished off watching Dark Phoenix, and the day before that I watched uh, Shazam and Aquaman. Um, which one do you fancy jump into first? Because we're going to stay spoiler-free, so uh, it doesn't uh, matter too much. We can do uh, Dark. Uh, we can do Apocalypse first. Cool. Uh, so I, I didn't watch Apocalypse like yesterday or whatever because I, I had already seen it. I don't remember too much about it but I do remember disliking it quite a bit and that was the general consensus as well on it. Um, Apocalypse himself didn't look very great and some of the fight scenes just weren't very good. Uh, but I, as, as as someone who saw it like a day ago, um, what did you think of it? I thought it was wholly unimpressive. I mean, granted, most of the... the uh... James McAvoy run of X-Men movies weren't all that great. I mean, First Class was at least a, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, Days of Future Past just gets convoluted, but uh, Apocalypse, it was just so paint-by-numbers that I just really couldn't get into any of it. Hmm. Yeah. Was Days of Future Past the one where they had to uh, do some mind thing with Wolverine? And like yeah, that's to... the one where they brought back. Uh, I remember that. They are basically in the present with uh, um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen, and then right. they go back into the past with McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, anything else on Apocalypse? I, I just I... it. It's not so much that it was bad. Bad. I mean, it wasn't. You know. Uh, cable Guy bad, or it wasn't uh, Super Mario Brothers bad. It was oh, just God. so unenjoyable that yeah. I didn't really care about it. Mm-hmm. But it was three dollars to rent it, so you know. How long was the film? Do you, do you remember? It was over two hours. Over two hours, yeah. Um, cool. I, I don't remember much of it to be honest. Uh, I just wanted to obviously bring it up because uh, well, it's part of the X Men thing, and you saw it along with uh, Dark Phoenix. Uh, it was very, very forgettable to me, granted, yeah, you know, given the fact that uh, I can't remember too much of it, but I don't remember enjoying it too much. So, And that was also the general consensus on it. Uh, the, the one that I did see yesterday, what did you think of uh, Dark Phoenix? Uh, Dark Phoenix is what happens when you have an actor or actress that thinks more of themselves than they actually are and demands script rewrites, and then you get this cringy crap dialogue. Right, he's talking about uh, Mystique. Gen- yep. Gen- yeah, with the um, what was it like we should be called like X Women or something like that. As she said. Yeah, yeah, that was. I-, I remember someone. I think it was about a week. It was about a week before Dark Phoenix came out, and someone was like, it- "There was a lot of talk about the whole Jennifer Lawrence thing, um, about like her lack of interest or performance or, or you know the whole thing." And someone posted on Twitter like this. It was like a minute of a scene or something, wasn't it? And someone posted like, "Hey, this is like, what? What is this kind of thing?" I was like, "Huh? What's this weird scene with, with uh, Jaron Florence Mystique?" And then obviously I watched that. So I, I had already seen that scene. Um, well, that scene film. got put into the trailer for some unknown reason. So it's not like yeah. it was anything getting leaked. Yeah. Um, but 
for context, they, you know, go into space to rescue a shuttle crew. Mm-hmm. And she's complaining that the women do, are doing all the work, but if you look at the actual scene, Nightcrawler and Quicksilver about do about fifty percent of the work yeah, versus uh, Storm and uh, Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, because he's so, doing obviously the slow, uh, Quicksilver's doing the slow down, fix the scene kind of stuff, and Nightcrawler's obviously transporting people back and forth. I really like Nightcrawler. I think he's a really cool uh, superhero. Just kind of that ability to just teleport like that i think is really cool yeah when uh, disney plus comes out you should definitely binge the 90s cartoon series x-men mm-hmm. he has a lot of time in that cool nice and he's well, a really cool character does in that. he look similar because i know in like in that that you've got wolverine in his like classic outfit yeah i mean all the characters have their classic costumes in it which we haven't gotten in any of the x-men movies except for a little bit of the end of apocalypse we kind of see their battle uniforms sort mm-hmm. of kind of resemble the comic book versions. But now these are full all on it, uh, full all all in with the comic book style with all the characters. Cool. Yeah, because Disney, Disney Plus said that they're going to do is basically a bunch of the 90s cartoons, isn't it? Because they're doing uh, Spider-Man as well. They're going to put that on the uh, Yeah, on the Disney Spider-Man Plus. 90s cartoon is an equal must-watch as well. So Cool. I'll look out for those next year when Disney Plus comes out over it. Uh, and of course the Mandalorian as well. Um, I I quite liked Dark Phoenix to be honest. I I I think it was because you know I, I was you know getting ready to see it and I was you know saying hey I'm going to do an entertainment talk review and all that like a you know a separate spoiler free spoiler split uh, kind of full review that we usually do. And I just seen so much hate around it like the week before and the week that it came out. That I was like okay this there's something must be bad about this film. And I went in with just the lowest expectations possible. So that's maybe why I liked it more than I thought I was going to. Just because I went in thinking like, okay, the dialogue's going to be horrible. It's going to be really weird character mode. Like, you know, just going in thinking the worst is going to happen. And I, I mean, it wasn't bad. I, I liked what they showed um, in here. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. What, what kind of expectations did you go in with? I mean, I had zero expectations going in outside the fact that I knew I probably wouldn't like it. And on that level, I was right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't like it, not so much for anything. It's just that it's obvious that Jennifer Lawrence had no real interest in being in the film because she was never in the Mystique makeup. No. Um, yeah. I mean, she had like maybe two or three scenes where she had that the rest of the time. She was just looking like herself, which right. on, on a physical level, I could understand because that's like, five hours to get into that makeup but if you go back to uh, x-men first class at the end of that where she's in you know her full makeup and she says mutant and proud and then she never looks like her mutant form that kind of just takes all the air out of that hmm. um yeah. and then her delivery is very uh i'm just here to collect a paycheck kind of an attitude right and then and then the line she puts the most enthusiasm into is the the x-women line so mm. Uh, yeah, clearly she didn't want to. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to be there. So, what is she doing now? Has she announced to work on something else? I don't uh, know anything I don't about know. her. I think I can lately. check on IMDb real quick to see if she's doing anything. So, because cool. I mean, that was when was Dark Phoenix come out? It was like July or something, wasn't it? Or June, roughly. Well, it's on April? digital now, so that was about yeah. a year ago. Yeah. No, uh, Dark Phoenix was. Uh, wasn't it this year? Pretty sure it was this year. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard about her. I don't know. It's so hard to tell because everything comes to uh, digital so quickly. I mean, uh, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is already on digital. Yeah. So, 
Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what she does next in her in level of interest. Um, but yeah, I really liked uh, Nightcrawler in this. Um, I thought that the the Jean Grey story was was fairly interesting. Some of the CG was like kind of questionable, but um, I mean, you know, it's big swirling powered stuff in, in a in a Fox Marvel film. I I didn't really expect too much else. Um, and yeah, there's, there's some cool Magneto stuff in there. And just just overall, I enjoyed seeing. I think it was maybe because I'd taken as you know taken some time away from the X Men, I suppose, and just went in with like fresh and uh, just like a fresh viewing or whatever. So. Because yeah. uh, like I said, X Men comes out, and then I waited well, like two three months to see it, and uh, then went to watch it. So, yes, yeah, he's got uh, Jeff Lawrence has three uh, projects listed after Dark Phoenix. Uh, the first is called Bad Blood, with no release date or no state of uh, completion. Okay, there's a movie called Mob Girl that's supposed to come out uh, next year, but no real information on that. And then it just says untitled Leela Neuenbauer project. Hmm. Okay. So we'll see what she does. Um all right, anything else for uh Dark Phoenix? Nope. I mean it's one of those movies that's uh evil, easily consumable and easily forgettable. Yeah. It wasn't too long either, it's like an hour and fifty minutes. I thought it was like mm-hmm. two twenty. It's super so. short. Yeah. So and it's also the end of this this X Men's run, so um because X Men is going to be what phase five, six, possibly five or six, depending on yeah. how things go. So. I, I reckon end of phase five is when they start to like lay down the um, breadcrumbs, Easter eggs. What's a, what's that setup word called? Wait, when you start to lay the the breadcrumbs for uh, the mutants, breadcrumbs is right. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably see a bit more of that. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of other Marvel films and stuff to come out in between then. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, let's move on to Aquaman and Shazam, but let's take a quick break first, so we'll be back in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently entertainment talk, like I said in the intro, I did record a podcast for Unbelievable, which is a mini-series on Netflix. Uh, definitely go and watch it, of course you'll hear more of why I highly recommend it on the spoiler and spoiler-free sections. I've not yet edited that podcast as of well, right right now, uh, but once we've uploaded this podcast and some other, something else that we're doing today, uh, I'll of course go and edit that and look up for the, uh, and do that as well. So look out for that 
some point in the very near future. Uh, so that's unbelievable. And Netflix, speaking of Netflix stuff, um, I did a Lost in Space 101 and 102 spoiler talk. I'll talk about in a minute why I did that. Um, the United cast, I did kind of a bonus episode, an extra episode, discussing what what is the problem at Manchester United. There's lots of different problems that are happening at the moment. Of course, there's the manager, there's the players, and there's the board. But what is the most uh, problematic thing happening at Manchester United? So I discuss all of that and basically the whole state of Manchester United at the moment because there's a lot of things to discuss so you can listen, listen to that as well uh, Let's Play Sundays is continuing episode 7 was for Crash Team Racing Nitro Field and this was the uh, the Spyro track that they've released uh, which you can play without unlocking of course Spyro is available in the game but you do have to unlock him uh, through doing different uh, goal stuff or whatever um, but if you want to see me race on the, uh, the Spyro track that Let's Play is out there as well uh, speaking of the United cast and problems at Manchester United, we've lost we lost two uh, 0 away to West Ham, which is not a good result at all. Uh, of course, I talked about that in the in the problems podcast, I guess you could call that. But yes, we we lost two 0 away to West Ham on Sunday, and it was uh, well very disappointing. It's always disappointing when May United lose, so I discussed that. Um, yes, loss in space. Of course, I talked about that in the pro- in the podcast project that I have been talking about, the one that I've been working on. It's available now. You can go and listen to it. It's an hour and fifty minutes essentially of me talking about nine different TV shows. I sort of watched episodes one and two for the first seasons of lots of different TV shows, uh, so you can check that as well if you want to uh well please do check that out because i worked quite a bit on it and uh and all that sort of thing it's all spoiler free as well so you could jump in there without any worries of anything but two of the shows i've listed is for brassic and the island and then there's of course lost in space and unbelievable is discussed in there as well so there's some other shows as well but please go and check that out by the way we're doing a um some reviews for some for aquaman and shazam and stuff after this and some other bits and pieces i'm going to put this same housekeeping section in there so if you're hearing the same housekeeping section that's why because i'm going to copy and paste it in there uh, American Horror Story has started its ninth season on FX and Fox. If you want to watch it, it's uh, Wednesday nights, I think at 10pm on uh, FX, and then Thursday nights, so the next day, on Fox in the UK uh, at 10pm on, well, Fox in the UK. Of course, if you missed the first episode, it's probably available on demand, now TV and Sky and all that sort of stuff. But yes, season 9, episode 1, which was called Camp Redwood, I discussed that. Uh, other United cast stuff, there's been a lot of matches recently because other competitions have started up. We beat Astana 1-0 at home, and you might not have heard of Astana because I hadn't before the match, or before we were drawn against them. But we beat them 1-0 at home in the Europa League first match of that, so we did that as well. Uh, Classic Reviews has finished for its second season, reviews-wise. There will be a rankings episode tomorrow, which will be for Wednesday the 25th of September. But Season 2, Episode 10 is for only Fools and Horses episodes, 1 to 3 pretty much, of Season 1. You can't get more classic than that, and you can't get more British than that, certainly. So, have you ever seen Fools and Horses? Any of it? No. No? Okay. Uh, but yes, that's the last episode for Classic Reviews for Season 2. Reviews-wise, uh, preview podcasts, of course, we've done all the preview co- podcasts so far, apart from Batwoman, for the Arrowverse shows, so go and check those out. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Alright, so that's what's been happening recently on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um, cool, so... What what do you fancy talking about first, Aquaman or Shazam? Of course, the latest uh, the latest two of the of the DCEU films. Well, let's just go in sequence and go with Aquaman. Cool. Uh, I want to know what you thought first. I enjoyed it. I know you didn't. I didn't really hate it. I mean, it was as good as you could expect that movie to be. I mean, it could have come off and it could have been a lot worse than it was, but I was able to just chillax and then just enjoy the absurdity of the whole thing. 
Mm-hmm. So Aquaman made a billion dollars. Let's just say that Aquaman didn't make a billion dollars, but Jason Momoa as Aquaman made a billion dollars. Because let's be honest, like after Game of Thrones and and all that sort of stuff, you know, obviously he played uh, Khal Drogo in Game of Thrones. That was clearly the big attraction from this film. Um, and uh, I mean, like a lot of people liked Jason Momoa as Aquaman from Justice League. Of course, Justice League for some reason came out before this film. Uh, it, I'll tell you what, it was really awkward to watch this thinking like, okay, he's already had, he's already had a fight with, uh, or teamed up rather with, you know, the rest of the Justice League, Wonder Woman, uh, Batman, Superman, Flash, Cyborg, and, you know, he's defeated Steppenwolf already, and now he's going up against the, these other two, two villains, and I was kind of looking for like, okay, is there going to be an actual, like, continuity sort of, a, a noticeable sense of continuity and the only thing really in there and I don't consider this a spoiler is when Amber Heard's mirror says like hey you've defeated uh, Steppenwolf before and then she says something else after that because um, I think like Aquaman was ta- Aquaman was talking about the current villain that he's he's facing and Mira says something like hey you, you defeated Steppenwolf before and that was about it um, I, I think this t- film's entirely skippable I mean, it is skippable in the sense that we don't really have the same kind of uh, DCEU like we have with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right, yeah. And the villain you're talking about is called Ocean Master, but they only dropped that name once, so it's really easy to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like it just because with a couple things, it kind of defied what you would sort of expect with this kind of a movie. Because when you go to the very, very start, and Jason Momoa is at the bar drinking beers with his dad... And you see these big, burly biker dudes come up, and you think that, you know, it's going to be okay. It's a bar fight, and it just turns into a giant, goofy, gritty selfie fest. You know, you got to be able to at least take a laugh at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that was one of the, one of the better scenes. Yeah, and that's kind of a nod to when Jason Momoa is on the uh, convention circuit. Because when he's doing, like, photographs and autographs with people... Um, if it if it's a couple that comes up, he'll do like a big burly bear hug with the lady, and then just be pushing the guy off to the side. Mm-hmm. And then when he signs his name, he'll sign his name over the face of the guy. And so that was just kind of a spoof on that. And that's all done in fun. I mean, obviously he gets permission to do that. Hey, can we do this? This is kind of my shtick thing. And if you do a Google image search on him, a lot of people say yes because he just seems to be that kind of a lovable, affable guy. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, it's not really a big thing. Um, it was just kind of a nod to it. Um, Amber Heard, I'm not a big fan of, especially if you go into the stuff to where she's like super abusive with people in terms of being in a relationship. So, okay. I don't know much that, about her, like, uh, her yeah, she's like stuff, so. physically abusive to people that she dates. Um, but that only has been coming out for like the last couple of months. So this was long before, the filming got finished, so there wasn't really anything they could do about that. Okay. Um, well, what do you think of the fact that I said like Jason Momoa as Aquaman made a billion instead of the instead of the actual attraction of the character of Aquaman? It was more to to me the what I see is the appeal is more Jason Momoa as Aquaman instead of Aquaman himself. Yeah, but to be fair, that's why they put anybody. I mean, if you look at some of castings like. Uh, um, vampire boy being the next batman they're not putting him in here because of his great acting skills they're putting him in here because they think he could draw seats to a crowd um you get you know somebody like uh 
Angelina Jolie or Scarlett Johansson or somebody like that that gets cast in like a super weird role. Yeah. They're not getting cast because they're of their acting ability so much as they're such a well known name that they can make draws. I mean, hell, you put Brad Pitt or, you know, Sylvester Stallone and anything that's going to be a huge box office number. Mm-hmm. And yeah. actually, let me uh, let me look at that real quick. Because okay. a new Rambo movie just came out over here in the States. Yeah, Last I'm just curious. Uh, Blood. Last Blood. I'm just curious to what it did Okay. Um, in terms of box office numbers. Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of me saying that, that's not a complaint necessarily. It's just more of a thing that, like, okay, I think people went to see this because it's Jason Momoa and not because it's Aquaman necessarily. Um, I mean, like, you know, you got the whole eye candy thing, right? Well, I've, you know, you know, it's uh, kind of clear to me. You know, women are really attracted to Jason Momoa, and the guys are really attracted to Amber Heard. And of course, you have got the pairing there with Mira and Aquaman. So then, that in that sense, you've got both audiences attracted to the two leads, and that helps mm-hmm. the film obviously as well. Um, I mean, in terms of Aquaman himself, I'm not as interested in the character and. I mean, Atlantis itself, I've seen it several times, and because I've seen it in, um, what's it, the Young Justice thing, because Aqualada's, I think, swam through it a few times. I've seen it in the DCAU, which is the DC Animated Universe, because they did, um, I think it was Justice League, something of of, uh, Thrones of Atlantis or or something, and of course in in this film for um, Aquaman itself. I've always felt like that's, that's tried to be an impressive place, in the, the DC universe, like just in general in the DC universe, but it's it's just I've never been interested in uh, Atlantis itself. What would you kind of think? Yeah, I mean it's just one of those things that it's kind of hard to get a sense of, mm-hmm. just because it is something that kind of sort of exists and doesn't really exist. Um, if you want to see more of Jason Momoa, he was actually in Atlantis before the whole DCEU thing. He played a character on the Stargate spinoff, Stargate Atlantis. Okay. And uh, he played kind of a, like a grim, gruff warrior type dude. Um, so he was on like the last three seasons of that. Um, they inter- they introduced him. One, it was either season two or season three. I forget what. Okay. Um, but yeah, he. And then before that, his big breakout role was being a lifeguard on a spinoff of Baywatch, where they were in uh, Hawaii. So he has a lot of, you know acting stuff to where he's in and out of water a lot so it really kind of fit for him being uh, Aquaman mm-hmm. I mean in terms of the cast like I, I like Jason Momoa as a person I think he's cool Amber Heard did a good job in this Patrick Wilson I like Nicole Kidman I like uh, she's been in um, in Big Little Lies season 1 and 2 for, for HBO uh, William Defoe I like of course he did um, Green Green Goblin and Norman Osborn for uh, the Tobey Maguire Sam Raimi trilogy uh, Dolph Lundgren, I've, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff before. Uh, he's he's kind of cool. Um, but outside of... Because um, Atlana is what Nicole Kidman's character's name is listed as. It's A-T-L-A-N-N-A. So At- Atlana. Um, her, Mira, Aquaman, and whoever the dad character was, was the only characters I really like cared that much about. Like w- William Defoe does a good job in this film, but I didn't really care too much for his character and stuff um so yeah in terms of Aquaman 2 I don't know where my interest level is it would depend for me because that's supposed to be in like 2022 or 3 or something Mm -hmm. it would depend what the state of the because Batman's gonna be out before that 
so hopefully they make some connections with that and with Birds of Prey and with um, Wonder Woman because uh, those will all be out before Aquaman 2 it would depend for me what the state of the DCEU is in at that point or whether I just fancy watching it just, just because but like in the same way that I did with this because uh, it was just like okay I'm going to just watch this just, just to see what it's like and uh, I did that so yeah any other thoughts on Aquaman? Uh, well, it's just one of those things that you never really know what's going on. I mean, uh, you know, Hobbs and Shaw, the kind of sort of pseudo spinoff um, to uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise, that made, you know, $750 million worldwide. But that's mostly because of the two main stars was Jason Statham and uh, Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson, not because yeah. the movie was any good. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's just you know butts and seats. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. No, you're, you're right in terms of you know if you if you cast, like you said, Sylvester Stallone for for Rambo, or whatever, uh, that gets people to go and see it. So, I mean, there was that film. I haven't seen it yet. That film called The Kitchen that I mentioned. One of the reasons I've taken an interest is because Elizabeth Moss is in it, and I'd like to see her do something else that isn't a handmaid. Uh, and you know, because she she does a great job in Handmaid's Tale, but I'd like to see her also do other things. Uh, and this film is obviously going to be one of those things. So, yeah, it, it works. But, like I said, I think the film made a billion because it's Jason Momoa as Aquaman and not necessarily because of Aquaman. I could be wrong, but that's just uh, the way I see it. So, yeah, I, I feel like it was skippable and, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with, uh, obviously, because Joker's not a DCU thing. So, we'll see what happens with Birds of Prey and with Wonder Woman next year in terms of DCU. I, I was kind of thinking as I was watching Aquaman, like, okay, what do... What's the main things that the DCEU need to fix? They need to sort out what's going on with Superman. And they need to make sure at some point that Flash film comes out. Because in terms of other stuff. They've got obviously their Aquaman with Jason Momoa. They've got their Zachary Levi as um, uh, Shazam. Which we'll talk about in a minute. And they've got their new you know, Batman Robert Pattinson. So they've got those three kind of sorted out. But I, th- I think they really need to sort out Superman quite soon. Whether that's going to be Henry Cavill or someone else. Uh, they need to sort that out, and the Flash, like it's gone through like six different directors or something. I might be exaggerating, but um, it's gone through a lot of directors. Like, when is that coming out? Is what is that gonna have in it? Uh, is it still gonna be Ezra Miller? I think those are the main two problems uh, that they need mm-hmm. to kind of look at. So, what, what, what do you think? Well, it's not like that's a unique experience. There was a news mm-hmm. article that came out yesterday claiming that the. Uh, the sequel to uh, Captain uh, Marvel is getting a full rewrite, and now it has no writer, no script, and no director. Whether or not that's true or not, nobody knows, but the, the that project seems to be on hold as well. So I think there's a lot of shakeup with a lot of different things going on, and we'll just have to see what actually gets the trailer when it actually comes out. Yeah, so. All right, let's move on to talk about uh, Shazam. What did you think of it? I loved it. I think... It was a breath of fresh air, which the the DCEU desperately needed. And it also definitely lightened the fuck up, which the DCEU definitely needed. Yeah, uh, I think this is the best film in the DCEU. I think that... Uh, I mean, I agree with all the points that you've just made. It had the right level of, like, seriousness and comedy. Granted, like, Shazam's a bit more of a comedic character, which, again, I think just worked really, really well. I really like Zachary Levi as Shazam. I'm excited for Shazam 2. Um, uh, one of the things I like most about this film is that whole sequence when 
he's trying to figure out what powers he actually has not trying to learn a specific power but he's obviously with his is his friend or whatever and he's like okay can you do this checking it off the list or whatever can you do this i really really like uh that that scene uh is there any particular favorite scenes for you uh the one that i liked the most was kind of like the most quickly in and gone was when he was at the the top of the uh staircase for the philadelphia library mm-hmm. and then he's got the rocky thing going on and he's doing you know lightning from his hands and then singing along as like kind of a a, a parody troupe to that mm-hmm. that i liked a whole lot because that plays a nod to the fact that you know they are in philadelphia which is huge for rocky they actually have a statue of rocky in philadelphia so they made a statue to a f- fictional character um just because it was so good of a movie series but I think I like the the scene I like the most was the two scenes in the initial after he gets his power and then he realizes that he looks at, he looks like an adult. So what does a fifteen year old kid do when they realize they could pass for an adult? Uh, they right. buy beer and they go into a strip club. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that just I, first off I was laughing my ass off that whole time, and second it's just that's the thing that kind of travels through the most of the movie is that. It's all things that you would see a teenager doing, right. like yeah. totally trying to figure out your powers, you know, not really realizing that you're kind of, you know, taking advantage of your powers in certain ways. But, you know, like skipping school, you know, there's a lot of times that I wish that I could have skipped school, but I never got around to it. But, you know, these are all all the things they did. You could kind of see, you know, a child in a man's body actually doing and it just kind of fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um yeah, it was yeah with uh, them going and buying. But I like the scene where uh, you know the shop's about to get robbed, and um, I don't. By the way, I don't consider any of these really spoilery stuff necessarily. Plus, this film's been out a while. But um, yeah, when like his mates going like, "Hey, look, you, this is your chance to like you know save somebody or whatever," and then he says like, "Hey, is the suit bulletproof or are you bulletproof?" And then I was like, "No, you don't want to just. You can't just test that." Because uh, like it might shoot him in the in the head and kill him, but then they just start firing anyway. I thought that, I thought that was great. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that was pretty good. And the the bits where uh, I th- I think it's when he goes to do his super speed first for the first time, like by accident, kind of, and he like just knocks that guy over. Um, I thought that was great. So yeah, him the whole the whole thing throughout the film, not just with that specific scene, but with him trying to like figure out what his powers are, and then of course there's the bit before that when. Um, He's trying to work out how to fly, and he like jumps off the car and just obviously falls flat on his face, and uh, you know some of those other bits. So yeah, I I really really loved the film as well. Um, and and I I went in with slightly higher expectations because I thought okay, fun is the word that's been fr- thrown around for this film. I don't really know much about Shazam. Uh, I like you know I'm going in with kind of a bit more of an open mind and and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, really really liked it. Is it is there any word on Shazam two? I haven't really heard anything official. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's going to be officially called Shazam 2. Um, there's been rumors, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been campaigning heavily mm-hmm. to play Black Adam, which is the main kind of villain to Shazam in most of the comic runs. Um, obviously, the Doctor guy that they had uh, in the first movie was uh, a well-established villain, but... If you go back to like when they did the little CGI thing of the champion that they chose destroying everything, that was Black Adam, and he's been heavily, heavily 
lobbying to play that character. Um, so if they do a second Shazam, more than likely that character will be in it, and more than likely it will be played by Dwayne Johnson because he actually does own part of a production company now. So he's got that kind of a leverage to everything. So, um, and that, and in, in, in a weird sort of way, that'd be kind of a symmetry because when um, Zachary Levi was first, you know, some of the first set photos were leaking out, and he was in the Shazam costume and he was looking comically big. You know, he was taking a little bit of flack on that, and he's like, "Yeah, not everybody can be the Rock because mm. you know you can get in all the kind of shape you want, but you know if you're not genetically predisposed." To be that freaking huge, you're not going to be that freaking huge. Mm. And let's face it, The Rock is that freaking huge. I mean, he was that big before he, you know, when he first started getting into the WWF at the time for wrestling, right. he was still a pretty big dude. But now he, you know, works out pretty much eight hours a day when yep. he's not doing this, that, or the other, so... Yeah, so, yeah, really like Shazam. Uh, I'm excited for... I'm excited for the future of that character. Whether or not the DCEU is going to get uh, help in, in some way, shape, or form, we'll wait, we'll wait and see. Yeah, uh, I mean, we know we're getting a second Wonder Woman movie, but apparently yeah. it's a period piece that's so going to take place in the mid-'80s, so that doesn't really do anything for the continuity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the pitfall of the DCEU, is that they didn't establish... They weren't, like, Marvel to wear... Let's do Iron Man. Okay, that actually did really well. Let's do Thor. Okay, that's like that did really well. Let's do Green Hulk. Let's do the Hulk. Okay, that did kind of okay. And they just kind of built that continuity. Right. Because um, if you do pretty much all the movies in Phase 1 and most of the movies in Phase 2, they all are kind of standalone. I mean, they do make occasional references to each other, but it's not mandatory to know the films. Right. It, it's only when you start getting towards the end of Phase 2 and the start of Phase 3 that you really kind of have to have that back catalog. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like breadcrumb connections until like mm-hmm. you know, the, the Avengers kind of came together. Uh, yeah, it's like the in uh, Iron Man, in, in uh, The Incredible Hulk had that the in-cap cameo for Iron Man. Um the uh, Iron Man 2 had the in-cap nod to Thor. And they kind of set up the sequence, but the, all yeah. those movies are kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. But then you get to, like, Captain America, the first Avenger. They don't have to re-explain everything with Idrisil and the Tree of Life because they already covered that in Thor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think I think it was Iron Man 2 that had uh, Black Widow in it as well. So that kind of set yeah. her up and, and pushed things forward. So, yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it depends what they what they do with the. It will be interesting to see, because I've heard a lot more about like, hey, Batman's going to be a little bit more standalone, and Shazam was a little bit standalone. By the way, with Shazam, to take myself off track, I did like that scene in in the uh, it was either the toy shop or something like that, where <laughs> he's trying to run away from the the main villain, and uh, he goes get him, Batman, and he throws the the Batman toy thing at toy, him, and if yeah. and if you can hear the the toy go like the noise thing goes off when it says I'm Batman. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah. It, the the movie itself, I mean, I'm maybe because there is quite a bit of death in it and some of it kind of violent death. Mm-hmm. But it definitely had the humor that was definitely lacking in all the other movies. I mean, Aquaman kind of had a little bit of dude broish humor. Small amounts, yeah. Um, but this one was definitely yeah, this was definitely more of a humorous movie that just happened to have action. Yeah, but that that was pretty good. And and the, just the fact that like 
um, when he picked it up and threw it, because like if you press the chests on some of those uh, toys or whatever, they uh, obviously have different like voice lines and stuff. And um, the fact that it went off, I was like, I'm Batman. That that was pretty cool. And there was also some like Superman stuff in there. Uh, of course, there's the whole Superman bullet thing, and then there was the uh, the Batarang thing. So yeah, nice little again, nice little breadcrumbs to establish like okay, Superman and Batman are known in this universe at least. Um, so that was yeah, good. and then uh, the end cap scene to where you know Shazam comes into the cafeteria with all the school kids. And then we see the Superman costume without actually seeing Henry Cavill's head. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell was, that was a scene they were trying to film, but he just had scheduling conflicts with doing The Witcher. Yeah. Do you think that was actually supposed to be Henry Cavill's Superman? Yeah, I think... Well, not some, not necessarily so much Henry Cavill's Superman. I know that's a scene they wanted to have. Mm. Um, he just couldn't get away from uh, filming The Witcher to do that. And yeah. so they just left it with him, you know, from the body down, because I'm sure... With a lot of those scenes, Henry Cavill had a body double for some of that. So, right. yeah. you know, that's easy just to have the body double and then shoot from the neck down. And then if they could have gotten him in, they would have, you know, CGI'd his head. I mean, they couldn't have looked any worse than CGI'ing out his mustache from Fallout. Yeah, from uh, from Justice League. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, what I was going to say, because I derailed myself, um, like there was, there's news that there's talked that like okay wonder woman's gonna be a little bit standalone shazam was a little bit standalone aquaman kind of was there's talk about like batman kind of being standalone i think they've got to decide at some point like okay in order to actually set up a universe you do have to connect these films together in at least some way shape or form um and when is that going to start again uh because obviously you did have it with justice league they're obviously all together and all that and Batman v Superman, they're all together, uh, and they were obviously rebooting Suicide Squad. Like, is that going to have any connections? Like, what what's the is the idea just to make as many DC films as as they can put out? Like, just the ones that they're able to get. Is that just like the idea at the moment? So we'll see. Um, but uh, yeah, anything else on any of these films? Well, I'm not really going to call uh, the Suicide Squad a reboot because they do have some characters coming right, back to, uh, to do that. Harley Quinn, I think, and uh, one one other person. I can't remember. But, yeah. Uh, cool. Anything else you want to talk about with these? Uh, no, not really. Cool. Alright, so that was our spoiler-free, relatively spoiler-free thoughts on uh, Aquaman, Shazam, X-Men Apocalypse, and X-Men Dark Phoenix. What did you think of those films? What do you think of the state of, well, all, all of these universes? Because we got um, different universes in there. Uh, of course, nothing MCU in here, but what do you think of superhero films, all that sort of stuff? Uh, or if you want to just get in contact with Entertainment Talk, uh, you can email Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. There's Twitter, eTalkUK. There's the contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk, we're on Patreon. We also have an Amazon affiliate link. We're also on iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you tap the subscribe button, you can also tap the star rating. That will help us out as well. Word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds. If you see them talking about any of these superhero films or anything that entertainment talk covers, that will help us out as well. Uh, social media, please share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, put them in different Facebook groups if you're allowed to. And lastly, video games, if you want to watch us play different video games, me and David stream on Twitch, Robert streams on Mixer. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you for whatever we do next. Goodbye. Goodbye.